0: Hey guys, it's Joe Wolverton, teacher of liberty, back with you today, and today's going to be a banger, all killer, no filler. Now, I want to ask you one thing off the top. Please, guys, I, I don't know how else to say this except directly, I'm not fixing to get rich off this podcast. I am literally doing this for one reason and one reason only, and that is to give us a shot at restoring our liberty. Period. I have no other motive, because this I have to pay to do this, because it takes me away from the things that pay me. Now I'm not saying that and have want well, you to think, oh, well then go back and do it. You're not doing us any favors. I, that's not the way I intended. What I intend to say by that is, we can all benefit if y'all, if you are a teacher. Share this with your students. It's not like someone's getting rich. It's not like someone's even getting paid. I'm not even getting paid. Right? You don't have to feel guilty about, you know, uh, commercializing your classroom. Because that's not what's happening. I'm not getting anything for any of this. Except the satisfaction, the spiritual satisfaction of making some kind of contribution to the cause of liberty. Right? That's it. So if you're a teacher, would you share the podcast information with your students. If you're in a club, will you share it with the people in your club? If you're in some sort of group, will you share it with the members of your group? And guys, I, I hope you know me well enough by now to know that this is not some sort of selfish plea for popularity. I, don't, I could not possibly care less about that stuff than I do right now. But I do care about this country, and I do care about liberty, and that's why I devote this time, okay? So, please, if you don't mind doing that. And real quick, there's so much i got to talk about, last week didn't seem to be a big popular episode with the Cincinnatus, but Cincinnatus is a man y'all should know. Cincinnatus is the model of leader that we should look for. Okay. I'm not going to go back and rehearse the Cincinnatus, but I wanted to show you a couple of books in case you go back and you watch it and you want to know more about Cincinnati's. Here is a really good book, Michael Hilliard, Cincinnatus, and the Citizen Servant Ideal. Okay. Citizen Servant Ideal, Michael Hilliard and the Citizen, Cincinnati's and the Citizen Servant Ideal. And for those of you who want to know more about George Washington being the American Cincinnatus, here we go this is Gary Wills very very well-known historian Gary Wills talking about that very subject George Washington the Enlightenment and George Washington as the American Cincinnatus. so alright there you go last before I jump into it guys the Algernon Sydney one went really well and I'm so happy that it went well because frankly there's no one that the Founding Fathers pointed to as so consistently as being the source of the principles upon which this Constitution, Declaration, and government and society was founded than Algernon Sidney. Not John Locke, not Montesquieu, not Blackstone, nothing short of the Bible. And the Bible, you understand, was for principles, not necessarily for the type of government. And I know some of y'all are going to be upset, but it's true. The Bible was important for the teaching of virtue, right? Teaching to love God, right? To fear God, to worship God, all of that. So, but when it comes to understanding the way our government was meant to function, the way what the Declaration meant, Guys, you got to read I know it's a lot. Trust me, I know it's a lot, but you got to read Discourses Concerning Government by Algernon Sidney. Now, I would if I were you, I would buy it. I think the paperback is like 14 bucks from Liberty Fund. All right, libertyfund.org, libertyfund.org. Um, I still don't have a a uh, discount code for you. We have to get over 1000 subscribers to do that. But I would tell you Discourses concerning government is like 14, maybe a good back-to-school present, because Jefferson said that if we're going to sustain this liberty, right, he said this book should be put into the hands of every young American as soon as they are able to read. Guys, we need to get this book distributed and taught, okay? And you're not going to get taught that in school, right? I will say... There are a few people, and i' happy to point them out Spencer bowers James Russell um, that do teach these things and I know that Colonel Sidney, wherever he is, is very grateful, and I know that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and George Washington are very grateful that you got you two gentlemen are are teaching these principles still and in the face of opposition you know so persecuted they the prophets that came before you guys and i'm grateful for you and someday your country will be grateful for you and so discourses concerning government please guys libertyfund.org libertyfund.org i think it's like 14 17 bucks for the paperback i think it's like 30 for the hardback but you know let's i know everybody's struggling trust me i know everybody's struggling but You can get it online for free, right, if you want to. You can get it online for free. I'm just saying, for me, reading stuff online like that is is very difficult, okay? I already need a beverage, y'all. So let me get a beverage here. Today's beverage mug brought to you by my alma mater, Brigham Young University. Who now are going to be playing in the Big 12, but that's neither here nor there. Sometime in the 4th century B.C., Let's get it let's go greek philosopher aristotle his name means complete perfection in greece greek wouldn't that be awesome if your name for eternity was complete perfection we got plato with swole up powerful muscular and then we got joe which isn't even a real name based on joseph he shall multiply so you know i don't know he shall multiply and i really stink at math so whoever came up with that name (laughs) not so much He wrote a book in antiquity inquiring into what is it that could keep a people, a state, a country, what could keep them peaceful and functioning well and to the benefit of all the citizens of that state, that country. And he calls that book politics. Like I said, sometime in the 4th century B.C. before Christ. Sometime fourth century BC Aristotle writes this book politics this is my little lobe version you know the deal Greek on one side English on the other yeah Greek on one side English on the other Greek and English together again Ebony and Ivory no wrong Greek not Ebony and Ivory but they should come together and we do but Aristotle's politics it is his guide to good government guys I'm telling you it's like having a book that tells you the future, right? Because why? Because I have no way of judging the future but by the past, said Patrick Henry. History is the lamp we should use. If you study Aristotle's politics, I'm gonna tell you something. You will be A, a stronger advocate for liberty, for peace, for whatever it takes. And some of y'all are not going to like some of the things he says. I'm going to tell you straight up front, some of y'all are not going to like what Aristotle says about this. Because book five, let me show you here. I think I put a little, a little bookmark, a little bookmark for the people. Book five, guys, written for our day. I mean, you read that and you're like, where Aristotle hiding 4th century he's living right now he's not he's dead I mean as far as I know he's dead calm down you he is dead Aristotle's most certainly dead but anywho book 5 like is written for us and I'm not being funny about that guys take some time read book 5 now there'll be several I'm gonna say this again So that y'all get this straight and we don't have contention. Well, not even contention. So that we don't even have to worry about discussion about it. This was not written in English. Hence that one side that's in Greek, it wasn't even written in modern Greek. It was written in Koine Greek, which is like saying to us something written in middle English. You might get a word or two if you speak modern English. You might get a word or two. But you ain't going to be able to take that book and be like, yeah, I totally understand Middle English. No, you won't. You won't. So re- even if you read this and you know modern Greek, you're going to be like, I have no idea what that guy's talking about. So there are going to be several translations of this, different ones. I myself have, I use the lobe, but I have so many versions. I have the Penguin version. I have the Oxford version. I, I just have a lot of different translations. So the words I use are from this translation or from when I look at a word in this translation and I read the Greek and so I'm like, "Hmm, that word sounds odd today because, you know, this was translated nearly a hundred years ago. So I go and I look and I'm like, okay, this is the way we translate that word today, okay? And so don't, what do the kids say? Don't at me. I don't know. The kids don't say that. Whenever someone my age says whatever the kids say, just know in your head, that's what the kids said 20 years ago, right? When I started feeling like anybody who was under 30 was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm a kid because I'm 20. What was I, I forget when I was 27 at my next birthday, which was yesterday, but it's okay. No, it really wasn't. It wasn't. My birthday was not yesterday. Okay. September 21st is my actual birthday. Should I have said that? I just give out my mother's maiden name, and no, I'm just teasing. All right, book five of Aristotle's Politics. Guys, I'm going to ask you to do yourselves a solid and read this, but I'm going to give you a little overview today just to do nothing else but blow your mind, all right? So, now a lot of this I'm going to have to be reading because memorizing it would be nigh on impossible. All right, Aristotle begins the essay... Or the chapter, the book, whatever you want to call it, book five of with what happens when people in the country, in the state, in the community begin to stir up factions. Factions equals political parties. Factions equals different groups, right, who associate with each other inside the community, the country, the state, right? Different factions, right? You have different ways of seeing things, and it's opposite to that way, and you're divided up into these groups. They're called factions. The Founding Fathers even called them factions, right? You read Federalist Number 10, Federalist 51, talks all about that, right, by James Madison. So what what he said you get some organization, some group, I think he calls it a cabal at some point, which comes from the Latin for head, but it's like a conspiracy of powerful people and they stir up these factions, right? Because some factions naturally exist, but they can coexist, right? Peacefully coexist. Well, he says that sometimes when a commonwealth, a republic, is heading down, is heading for destruction. These are some of the things you should look out for. First is an increase, a, a seeming you know, crescendo of contention among these various factions, okay? And he said, one of the things that you can look for that will be stirred up will be this desire among some of the factions for equality, that they will say, you say we're equal all men are created equal but how come i don't have my equal share now the what aristotle says is as they are equal to each other in that thing meaning we are all born equal they think they should be equal in all things including control over property owned by others The people who are trying to abolish the Constitution and liberty, Aristotle said, will not stop until they have an unequal share of things due to their perceived unequal treatment in other times and in other ways. But don't get it twisted, guys. This feeling, and that's the word he uses, feelings. He's like, these are feelings that are stirred up. These would-be tyrants, they stir up these feelings on purpose among people who genuinely, their ancestors were mistreated. And they roil it up, baby. They keep it going all the time. Well, you don't have as much as them. You, if they believe you're born equal, then how come you don't have the same as them? Your ancestors were mistreated. You deserve to have, and then not only equal, these people supporting the destruction, and I'm not talking about the group asking for, you know, for the, for, uh, to be compensated for past wrongs. I'm not talking about them. They get stirred up by the people that Thomas Gordon called in the shadow of the throne. Okay? The shadow, the people supporting the people that we see as people in power, they're people behind that. And they're the ones who stir these people up wanting this. And then they won't stop. If they could even get equality, they stir it up, these people, so that these other people, this group wants an unequal. I won't stop until I punish you. Not till I'm equal to you, but till I punish you for what your ancestors did. That should sound very familiar. Next. The motivation, like I said, are feelings. The spirit of feelings, Aristotle writes, is what grips these groups and the people stirring this up. The people causing all of this contention, all of these riots, all of this conflict that we live with today, the people stirring that up, they know. You can't get out there and say, well, let's talk reasonably about how things are. Let's just sit down calm. No, they want a spirit of feelings to grip people. They want you to feel and let's not lie to each other, man. All of us know that the way we feel is so important to us and it should be. We should be a feeling people. We are humans with, with reason and with emotion. But that shouldn't be how we should be led but these people know that when that time comes that this people we got them right where we want them the feelings let's work on their feelings i feel misunderstood i feel misrepresented i feel oppressed i feel that you don't like me i feel that you don't understand me etc etc work on their feelings those that desire this is aristotle this equality they stir up party strife because they feel that even though they are the equals of those that have more they are not treated equally we have said that those who feel they ought to be greater than others start this party conflict because of the state of their feelings guys the very word snowflake and i'm sorry but there are a lot of conservative people who like to call, you know, progressives and liberals snowflakes and it, it's a fact. But snowflakeism, feeling, being all up in your feelings about stuff, that's not the the left doesn't have a monopoly on that, guys. Okay? The left doesn't have a monopoly on that. I know plenty of people on the right that get their feelings hurt if you say something bad about Donald Trump, for example. Right? So This notion that these people who want to overthrow the Constitution, and that's the literal words that Aristotle uses, y'all. Book five, politics. He says these people, they stir up these factions to say, I want to equal, I've not been treated equally. I want their stuff, and I want more than my equal share to make up for what's been done. And these people behind the power, the people that are really in charge, they stir that up, man. Stir those feelings up. Keep everybody feeling. All right, next. The Greek philosopher reveals the goal is to get gain and honor by creating conflict and political partisan fighting to prevent themselves and their friends from ever experiencing dishonor or loss. Guys, that's the point. They, they want to put everything on you. They want to create this controversy. They want to create the conflict, the constant fighting and arguing, the political fighting. They create all of this as a smokescreen to get away with any number of crimes. Guys, if you don't see that today, I don't care who your favorite tyrant is. I, I... there's no way I care less about which which little letter you put after your name or which one of the various tyrants that you support right go read some Trenchard and Gordon letter number 13 if you want to get some of that how I feel about that but the fact is these people that are behind the powerful they stir all of us up and they do it constantly with all kinds of conflict, why? So that they, the people behind the people in power and the people in power can get away and do the vilest, evilest things and have no dishonor and no loss. But you do the slightest little thing that they can pick, that that they can portray as bad, that they can portray as intended to harm another that they can portray as criminal, and you will suffer dishonor and loss like you do not know. Guys, we are being warned and forewarned. 2,300 years ago he wrote this. And do you realize he wrote this by studying history himself? That book is full of, well, this is what happened in this, this uh, uh, society. This is what happened in this country. This is what... It ain't like he's freestyling and if he was that guy's a prophet because the stuff he says you just look around right it's like what is it jesus said i can't tell you when i'm going to come again but i mean look around right i can't tell you that it's fall you know the autumn i can't say i mean we do say autumn starts on a certain day but you know when autumn's coming You can tell the pumpkin spice is back for sale. You know the deal. So when you see these things coming, you know we are ripe for destruction. So they don't want to get in trouble. They want to be able to commit crimes and do the vilest, evilest, most dishonorable things you can imagine, most most just degenerate things. And they use all this fighting among the people as a smokescreen to get away with it. Because guess what? Some of the people, we're, gonna, we're not going to care if they don't get punished because they're that's our guy. We're on that guy's side. That guy's on our side, so he can do it. But your guy, guy better not do it. After igniting these fires of faction constantly, those organizing the disturbances, remember... Aristotle, that's why these people with the conspiracy theory, no, it's conspiracy fact, my man. Read some history, crack a book, and then come at me with your conspiracy. You can't read a page of Aristotle, a page of Livy, a page of Plutarch, a a page of Polybius without seeing the constant conspiracies in high places. That's why when people come at me, I just turn them off. When people come at me to discuss and they okay, we gotta put these conspiracies to the side. That's like saying, you know what we gotta do? Put all human history to the side. No, forget that, I ain't gonna do that. Why why do I wanna be ignorant like you? No, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna put that aside. So you read this and you'll see this constant conspiracy. There is a conspiracy of people working together, organizing these disturbances. And I'm not talking about the people you see, y'all, okay? I'm not talking about the ones that you see. I'm talking about the people behind them that support this financially, that support this in letting them get away with degenerate things, decadent, filthy, vile, evil, okay? So be careful about pointing the finger at some silly politician. There's somebody behind those politicians. So. They continue stirring up feelings, and they make these, they want people to feel that, quote, they resent others unjustly, getting a share larger than them, and if the uproar and conflagrations, meaning these conflict, these fires, these riots, don't deliver the power, then guess what? The people, the instigators, the people behind all this stuff, they will turn to, quote, election intrigue, unquote. They will make it where people cannot rely on the results of elections. What? Yes, guys, book five. That if they're stirring up all the riots, they're stirring up the conflict, they're dividing the people, constantly dividing into different groups. When that doesn't seem to be going fast enough, one of their tricks that they turn to next is election intrigue guys i didn't get this book out of the vatican library hidden in some vellum wrapped up no we've had access what if you if you study aristotle in school what are they going to tell you aristotle you know nonsense they're going to tell they're going to say let's read book 5 of why cuz the people that pay for education pay for all this other stuff too and as aristotle himself said serpents don't kill serpents lions don't kill lions thieves don't kill thieves they're not fixing to pay some teacher to teach you how to pull down the tyranny except in the case of me and a couple other guys that i don't know if they want well i named them but i maybe people forgot by now all right election intrigue and then they he says. As if that weren't enough. You know, make the people not be able to rely on election results. He literally says that in book five. Make it where, so these are the instigators, the conspiracy behind all this says, make it where they can't rely on election results. Now, guys, this ain't me being political. Do you understand? The book is called Politics. I'm not pointing fingers at a party like it. That's what other people do. So if you come on here and you want me to be rah-rah, Trump is right, rah-rah, Biden is right. I am not going to do that because that's not the way this works anymore. It never has worked that way, but less so now than ever. These instigators, as he calls them, revolutionaries, he calls them, because he says that's the real revolution. They're wanting control of this government. If we were able to put our country back on the foundation of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that's not being revolutionary, right? That's being, that's a restoration, not a revolution. The people wanting to tear down the Constitution, that's a revolution. We want to restore it. That's a restoration. That's why I don't call the American Revolution the American Revolution. I call it the war for independence because they weren't the, They weren't the rebels. They weren't the revolutionaries. The British were, period. Make the people not be able to rely on elections. And then, guys, oh my goodness, I get so fired up about this because I'm like, now some other people are going to know and be able to argue it. Make them doubt the results of elections and then change voting methods. He literally says, change the method of voting. Have votes counted different. He literally says that. Make them not rely. Election intrigue. What does election intrigue mean? Make them not rely on the results of elections. Change the way the votes are counted. Change the way you vote. Change the voting method. Change the way they're counted. Does that not sound familiar to you guys? I hope so. And let me tell you, if you're going to read book five, don't read it right before bed. You're going to have some terrible dreams. Don't say Uncle Joey didn't warn you. But you're going to read it. You're going to read book five. You're going to read all of politics. But you're just going to focus on book five because it's short and it's going to have some Clorox. Have some Clorox wipes because they're going to be brain matter on the walls. Because you're going to be like, Joey wasn't lying to me though. Joey ain't fixing to lie to you because guess what? This isn't my opinion. I could lie about my opinion but and there's nothing you could do. But you can read book five for yourself. All right? You can read that for yourself. I'm hoping you do. You can read Discourses Concerning Government for yourself. Not my opinion, so I don't have to worry about you. I don't have to lie. There's no way I could lie. So, remember, 2,300 years ago. And then, guess what else he says about elections? He's not quite finished with elections. He says, election intrigue equals not being able to rely on the results of elections. Change the way people vote. Change the voting method change the way the votes are counted. And then he said, at the end of the day, he does not point the finger at those who are seeking for power. He points the finger at us. Because at the end of the day, we could choose better people, y'all. Now, obviously, if our votes aren't really being counted, then we get to this point where ballots ain't gonna cut it but in your local election you likely still have some sort of election integrity but he says at the beginning of all this he says and i'm going to read to you he says that the destruction of liberty and property is accelerated due to the carelessness of the people in allowing men who are not friends of the constitution to enter into the offices of government let me read that to you again carelessness of the people so that the destruction of liberty and property is accelerated by the carelessness of the people in allowing men who are not friends of the constitution to enter into the offices of government sound familiar on to the next sign small and incremental changes in the powers granted to the various political offices and the slow and gradual change of the qualifications for holding office. That is a direct quote Small and incremental changes in the powers granted in the Constitution to the various political offices and the slow and gradual change of the qualifications for Holding Office. Guys I'm, I hope you see that. I hope you see that today a president and any party, because both parties are guilty, they can issue an executive order and it's carried out as if it were the law. That's just the facts. They can take a bill from Congress that's put on their desk And they can attach to it what's called a signing statement, which is, yes, I'm going to sign this, but I want to put something of my own opinion in it. And that signing statement is treated like law. That's not in the Constitution. President being able to order billions of dollars to be taken from American citizens to send to oligarchs Participating maybe in a foreign civil war, but who's saying anything? They asked our ancestors to pay what amounted to a three percent sales, a one and a half percent sales tax, and they lost their dang minds. We not only pay upwards when you count state, city. And federal tax we pay upwards of 57 percent of our wages to government but we don't even say anything but we complain but not in any way that matters now what's the point political offices what does he say small and incremental James Madison changed that to silent and gradual silently and gradually more power This president has a little more. This president has a little more. This Congress has a little more. The Supreme Court has a little more. The Supreme Court... The governor has... The governor can shut down the state because there might be a virus going around. The government can keep you from worshiping because there might be a virus going around. If you think that they're done, COVID will seem like the good old days unless we get busy real quick and i want you to do when he says the gr- slow and gradual change of the qualifications for holding office now some of y'all are going to hate me but we crossed that rubicon in 2008 you're to be president it is required that you be a natural born citizen that is a term with a definition that our founders got from emmerich de Vaudel. okay They got that term from him directly, because do you have to be a natural born citizen to be senator or representative? Nope. You just have to be a citizen. So if citizen and natural born citizen is the same thing, why are there two different words used for it? If you read the records of the convention as kept by Madison, you learn why. If you read view of the Constitution written by St. George Tucker that we've talked about. You learn why. So you go Google my name, go to the Google machine, type in my name, Joe Wolverton, and then the phrase natural born citizen. I've written dozens of articles on this subject. Okay, but there's just that's a small example of a slow and gradual change of qualification. And you're like, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing happened yet. Nothing happened yet. There's no... We haven't had a president with divided loyalty that we know of yet. All right. Aristotle specifically uses that phrase, alteration by small changes. Great changes to the Constitution took place unnoticed, because the people he said overlook small changes great changes to the constitution he says take place because the small changes go overlooked by the people now our founding fathers had a phrase that they used for this and if you read their letters and you read their essays you will see this latin phrase used a lot particularly right up at the beginning of the war for independence Samuel Adams, John Adams um, Thomas Jefferson uh, Mercy Otis Warren uh, Thomas Paine you will see these, this phrase in Latin Principis Obsta Principis Obsta is Latin for stop it at the beginning um, as soon as it begins stop it that was their way of saying don't be fooled by the small and incremental changes. As soon as you see that tyranny, you stop it. Principis obsta. As soon as you see the tyranny, you got to stop it. Do you understand? Don't be one of these people that Aristotle talks about that overlook the small and incremental changes, okay? It's it's too late for us to principis soapsta. It's too late for us to stop it where it begins, but we can still stop it as soon as we notice it, yeah? You may not have known before. There was a day I didn't know. The day I found out is the day I started trying to stop it. I just want more of us to try and stop it. Yes, we've missed that opportunity, but not us. Our fathers, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers, they overlooked those small changes, but we... Now that as soon as we notice them, we can begin stopping them. That's simple, guys. As soon as we begin to notice them, we can begin trying to stop them. And so you just don't understand. I don't want you misunderstanding. So, this cultural cacophony that we have now, look that word up if you don't know what it means. This is... Many of those who support these insurgents are motivated. Now, so you have all these groups. They're fighting each other because the instigators, the people behind in the shadows of the throne, right? The instigators, they constantly are stirring up. Make a new group. Think about it. Race, gender, national orientation, uh, your... Um, what is it like your sexual orientation whatever they just make up all kind if you're from the south if you're from the north they there's just no end to the way that if you're old or young right okay boomer Gen Z just keep them divided right well some people are motivated to assist The instigators, the conspiracy, they're motivated to assist that because, Aristotle writes, of the insolence and greed shown by men in office. They start thinking, look what they get away with. Look what they can do. I'm going to show them or I'm going to join them. I want to take advantage. If they're going to be greedy, if they're going to take the property of other people, I want some of that. And look, there are so many ways. Think of all these companies, go and just Google it. How many fraudulent applications for COVID assistance were received? Millions and millions of dollars. Millions and millions of towns taking this COVID assistance money to install surveillance cameras guys it's not, it's not just who you think this is all races all parties I don't care if they're a tyrant as long as they're a tyrant that benefits me that's the attitude today right because we can show so many ways that everybody is wrong and everybody is right Do you see what I'm saying? There's no one of these factions that have been created that has a monopoly on the truth or a monopoly on lying or even oppressing or even tyrants. Let's let's not do that. Let's not participate in their little game by throwing all the fault at the Democrats or fault, throwing all the fault to the Republicans or Donald Trump or Biden don't let them do that to you that's how ignorant people behave you're not ignorant and if you are you can do something about that you can start reading these things you can start sharing this podcast and that's not a pride thing I didn't write politics I'm just pointing it out right Come on, share these things. Let's get enough people who recognize what's going on. There are two parties, us and the conspiracy who wants to take away our life, liberty, and property. And when I say us, that's anybody who agrees. There are gonna be some people who don't. But these people in power, what they see, Aristotle says, what everybody sees these people in power do, prey on private property and raid the treasury of the country. Guys, I'm not making this stuff up. Prey on private property and raid the country's treasury. The men in power then use their excessive predominance to hand out benefits that will help them perpetuate their grip on power. They will use their predominance they will use the power that they've slowly and gradually got. They will use the money stolen from people's property. That is to say, salaries. That is to say, property tax. The, the money we pay the king for permission to live on his land. Do you understand that? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You could own your house and you don't own your house because for the rest of your life, you're gonna have to pay property tax. You're gonna to have to pay the king permission to live on his land. That is not America, y'all. That is not America. Uh, I don't care. And you have these people in power prey on private property, raid the treasury to hand out benefits to anyone who will help secure their power and will help them set up a tyranny on the ruins of the Constitution. Does that sound familiar? political parties stealing property from one side to give to another and then doing saying look how that side look all there's they just want welfare they just want more welfare more welfare meanwhile corporations get way more welfare than individuals in this country it's just a fact that's not political that's a financial fact corporate welfare outshines individual welfare by exponential amounts but the people who roiling things up keeping things stirred up look at that they want to keep getting getting they don't want to work they just want to get welfare and then what they take from you and they're like hold on we'll get some stuff from these guys who are being greedy and using privilege we'll take their stuff and give it to you just wait the same people talking out of both sides of their mouth but here we are like yeah that's our guy and here another another group yeah that's our guy and another group yeah that's our guy Because these guys will tell you whatever it takes to keep you fighting. Keep everybody outside the castle fighting while the people inside the castle have huge feasts that you've been paying for with money stolen from you while you're fighting with the people you could be uniting with to tear down the bloody castle and burn everybody in it. But we don't. But we don't. Because... This is the stuff our fathers were taught. This is the stuff our fathers were taught. We're taught nonsense on purpose because knowledge will forever govern ignorance and you can't be ignorant and free. Next step toward annihilation, I'm trying to hurry y'all. Is that the people of the country will not have a spirit of harmony regarding basic principles of justice and how government should function. And since they will not have this spirit of harmony, they cannot be held together, he says. For this, he says, listen, a chance multitude of people does not form a country. Bunch of people living in the same place, that's not a country. A right? bunch of people in a hotel stay together. You wouldn't call that a family. It's a building with four walls and a bunch of people live in it. You wouldn't call that a family. You wouldn't even call it a house. It's a chance grouping. People behind the people, the instigators know that. They let this go on long enough. They encourage people who do not have share the values upon which this country was originally founded I want, all, they, the instigators want all of that. So there can be no spirit of harmony. And we're just a chance multitude of people. And Aristotle says, that's not a country. And then he gives historical examples. You move in somewhere, you don't like the government. You try to overthrow it. Or you move to a different place and form your own country. A country is where we have the spirit of harmony where we agree on basic principles of justice and how government should function. The instigators wanna make sure that never happens. And what does he say? Aristotle says, every difference among the people will cause further division and contention. And he says, perhaps the greatest division at the end of it all, he says, is between those who choose virtue and those who choose vice. So, with all this, and rewatch this if I'm going too fast for you guys. I try to keep these things to an hour. Rewatch this if it's going too fast. Rewatch it till you understand. A chance multitude of people does not equal a society or a country. The definition of that since before Aristotle was what? You share basic principles of justice and a basic agreement on how government should function. Not just a random, we're not supposed to be a melting pot. That lie has been sold to us for so long. That's not what it's supposed to be. You don't find in here, you won't find in any of these books, the ancients or the moderns, the enlightenment or Rome or Greece you won't find and you won't find it in the bible either strength through diversity no strength through unity and that's not racial unity that's not unity of uh equality of of outcome that's just people who have basic principles of virtue of justice they share those they share an idea of how government should function that's it but do you see how we're never going to have peace the way it is now? We don't share these values. That, and the fact is that why wouldn't we, if you went to play a baseball game, let's say you're new in town and you go to play a baseball game and there's another group coming and they're like, um, hey, um, they're, you're like, can we join your game? They're like, yeah, come on and you get in there, and you're playing their game, and you notice that someone gets three strikes, and they're not out, and you're like, oh, hey, guys, um, that guy just had three strikes, so, yeah, he's out, no, no, you need five strikes, Mm, I think you need three, no, you need five, so you're like, okay, fine, we're gonna play the five strike, it'll work for us, too, we're gonna play the five striking, guy gets a hit, he gets out of the outfield. The, in, the outfielder throws it in. He runs from third to second to first. You're like, hey, I think you're supposed to run first, second, third. No. uh uh-uh. You run to third first. That doesn't even make sense. It's third base. Yeah, we call that first base. But baseball, it has rules. Yeah, I know. We're playing according to the rules. No, the rule is three strikes, four balls, first, second, third, home. Ah, oh, that's not, no, that's not baseball. I mean, it's not our baseball. It might be baseball where you come from. It's not our baseball. Now, what would happen? Wouldn't you and your group say, that's too crazy, let's just go, right? Take your mitt, go find a new field and play a game according to the rules that you believe to be correct. And you notice, that doesn't make them wrong and you right. It makes them wrong for you and you wrong for them, but you each are right for each other. For yourselves which only makes sense so wouldn't you want to be divided up according to places where people agree in those things and then there's no fighting there's no constant rioting there's no election intrigue there's no tearing down the constitution because nobody wants to do that because we're living under a constitution based on consent of those being governed by that constitution That should suggest to you as you look around, that there is somebody, some group, some power that benefits from forcing us to stay together, from forcing us to stay together so that we're constantly fighting, knowing that the spirit of harmony necessary to maintain a free country will never exist here. It's gone on, but that's okay, right? They want to, we can overcome them. Principis obsta. We may not have known it when it started, but we know it now. And we start working. And this is the tide that lifts all boats, guys, because I'm not saying I'm right for you. I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm saying this is the way I believe. Some others of us believe likewise. We're just, let's just take our mitts and go to a different field and play that game. And y'all can play your five strikes, go to third, first. you can do that. That doesn't make it wrong. That means we don't wanna do it. And y'all don't wanna play our way and that's cool because then everybody gets to play according to the game that they, the rules they, of the game that they wanna follow. That is a spirit of harmony. We may not get along, but we ain't fighting. So somebody benefits from the constant fighting. Someone benefits from making the races fight. Someone benefits from making the genders fight. Someone is benefiting from preventing the spirit of harmony that's necessary for a free country to exist. Now, every year we're less alike. These people are able to stay in power because of that. I want you to think about that this climate of contention is perfect climate for sowing discord and reaping revolution and not the revolution you think y'all not the revolution that you think we need to be a part of we need to be a part of a restoration Now that may end up resulting in things that we wish wouldn't happen we're not the revolutionaries We are the law-abiders. We're not the ones tearing down the Constitution. We're not the ones trying to change the order of things. We're not the ones trying to incrementally give power. At least if you are, you need to get out of that group and start being with the rest of us. Come on now. We can do this. And we can divide up in a way that will keep us from having to be constantly fighting. We don't have to agree. But we also don't have to fight. I'm not the same religion as my neighbor but we don't fight about it all right what did thomas jefferson say i don't care if my neighbor worships one or a million gods as long as he's a good neighbor as long as we agree on principles of justice principles of how government should function that spirit of harmony as long as we have that we're good to go guys but there are people that benefit from this melting pot nonsense and remember That's not a racial designation the distinction isn't made by race or gender or national origin that's rubbish our founding fathers weren't all the same race they weren't all the same national origin that's not what it gets to what it gets to is a spirit of harmony regarding justice principles of justice and how government should function that's it but see that teaches us what that it's not about race, it's not about gender, it's not about national origin, which side of some border you come from, that ain't it. But if you get too many people from anywhere, regardless of race or national origin, that don't share principles, that don't want the Constitution functioning and don't want the Constitution, the principles underneath it to be in force, and to be looked upon as guiding principles, then you're going to have commotion. And there's people who love it because that smoke screen gets thicker and thicker and the things they can get away with are more and more disgusting all the time. So, the last act. Hold on. This is my water bottle. I never show it to you, but I got these stickers. Algernon Sidney, Poofendorf. We got John Locke, Francis Bacon. Anyway. I have some of those stickers, maybe I'll give some away or sell them or something someday. The last act in the drama, according to Aristotle, is that the construction of a political platform that each plank of which creates a larger structure built to support tyrants in their positions of absolute power. Every year, he says. Every, all the time, he says. These tyrants, the people behind them, every time, every new president, every new Congress, every new court, every election, they are building this structure that will support absolute tyranny over the people. both sides both political all political parts i've explained to you well aristotle i've explained aristotle's explanation to you that gives us a 2300 year head start now we haven't been paying attention to it because we haven't been taught properly been taught aristotle in you know how many years 100 easy but now you've been taught and now you can share this like i said at the beginning if you're a teacher Share it with your students. I'm not benefiting. This isn't, this isn't commercialism. I'm not benefiting from this. We all are. Share it with your students. Share it with people in your club. Just pass it around. Let's, and if we get to 1,000, I am going to give away a little library of books about liberty, a little, a little liberty library for somebody chosen at random if we get to 1,000 subscribers. And that's just for fun, not because of anything else. We will, might get a discount code from Liberty Fund. that'd be cool, but guys we can restore the barricades between the liberty of the people and the tyrants. These people with laser focus, this was 2300 years ago and he was talking about before his time, with laser focus they have attacked, successfully attacked the life, liberty, and property of the people. I hope that If you read politics and if you listen to this video and you watch it more than once, this podcast, if you watch it and listen to it more than once and you read book five for yourself and you read discourses concerning government for yourself and you get fired up and you realize what's going on and you decide to principis obsta, at least when you know it, when you first know it, it may not be when it first occurs, but when you first know it's occurring, right? In the law, we have this phrase, did you you either knew or should have known, right? Did you know? Well, I didn't know, but you should have known, right? That's the thing. We didn't know, but now we should know. From here on, for, from here going forward, none of you listening to this or watching this are innocent. You're either leading, following. And as Cicero said, from this day forward, right? After Caesar crossed the Rubicon, Cicero said, from this day forward, everyone must wear on their brow... <laughs> how you feel about this Republic. We crossed the Rubicon, man. come on. Everybody now at this point, especially y'all who know this, when other people don't, all these things that we're talking about that used to be taught to our, to our founding fathers when they were like nine, 10, 11 years old, now you guys know them. So I hope, it is my sincere hope, that by listening to these things, by learning these things, by studying prayerfully these things, by pondering these things, the things that Aristotle revealed to us 2300 years ago. I hope by studying these principles you will learn to seek that spirit of harmony that is necessary to sustain a free society. And I pray that we may do as Livy counseled and use history to avoid falling prey to those people and their programs that are rotten through and through. May it be so. Thank you, guys, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.